Hey everyone, Daniel Gilman here, and before I dive into this special sneak peek of what we do over on our bonus episodes at patreon.com slash by order of peaky, I just want to say I'm happy that we're starting off a new year here in 2020. I'm back from Australia, a little bit of a break on this uh, this national, international side of the podcast on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or Anchor, wherever you guys listen to it. But I really wanted to give you all a sneak peek on what we do for the fantastic fans, the diehard Peaky Heads we have over at patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Josh and I just cranked out a phenomenal episode all about music, the music of Peaky Blinders, each of our 10 favorite songs throughout the five seasons. So I'm going to play that for you guys now. And I want to just remind you that if you want to join, it's $5 a month, patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. And so I'm going to play that now. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome into another episode of by order of Peaky Blinders. I'm Daniel Gilman along with Josh Levy here, here on a Patreon episode where we have an ode to the musicians and the sound that has uh, carried us through these five seasons, five magical seasons. PJ Harvey's been fantastic, obviously. It all starts, Josh, with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, so we can uh, we can start our ode to the music of Peaky Blinders, thanking him for the, for the most influential song, which obviously eventually disappeared in season five, but we got through four and a half seasons with Nick Cave, and we loved it. I remember literally when I binge-watched the first two seasons of Peaky Blinders, I could not get that song out of my head. Like, it like resonated with me. It was like a part of my life. Every single day, I would literally hear that song on my head, so... That's a great way to start off this pod, an ode to to Nick Cave for that wonderful song that we don't know if we'll ever see again on the show, question mark. This is a spoiler-filled kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's um, it's Patreon, Josh. I mean, we, these people have gotten through all the episodes with us, so if we did want to talk about something, I want to let you know now if you haven't listened, then, I mean, maybe we have someone that just joined that hasn't seen all the episodes, so from this point forward, we can talk about spoilers, because maybe we might talk about somebody dying or Arthur's lack of ability to kill in some of these songs. But what we'll do is Josh and I will go over our, you know, eight, nine, ten favorite songs from the season. Josh has, you know, a top three. Josh is is the big music guy here. I'm not I, I'm a I'm not the huge music dude. I listen to the popular music on Spotify. Shout out to everyone listening to us on Spotify. But I I wanna I, handing this one over to Josh, I've got my favorite song. And do you want to go favorite first going towards other songs we like? Or do you want to say favorite I think for last? Let's let's just start spitballing some of the, some of some of the songs that we liked in particular. But then we'll save we'll save the the pick kahunas for the end. So I mean, I guess I'll I'll get the ball rolling here. Just a couple Johnny Cash songs in this show, which is very interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic going on there. It's like old Johnny Cash. So you got further up on the road, which uh, played in season four, episode episode two, when uh, Arthur and Tommy are talking about John after he died and whether or not he's going to go to heaven or he's going to go to hell. But just a a nice a nice little tune there, pretty slow. And I actually found out that Johnny Cash redid that, which was a Springsteen song. It was a Bruce Springsteen song. The boss. which I didn't know. Yeah, which was which was crazy because you never think that Johnny Cash would be making a remake of someone who's younger than him like that. But it was it, it was it was later on in his life. So that that's a great song. And then uh, Oh Danny Boy by Johnny Cash. Uh, when we see Mr. Danny Danny Wizbang. Early, early, early on in the show. So those are those were a couple of interesting, interesting uh, things I wanted to point out there because I think I think Johnny Cash in this show is very interesting. So 
That's a great one. I mean, just a great, solid flashback to our boy Danny Wisbank. I, I mean, he was Ooh. he was an absolute. I feel, like, legend. I feel like it's been years. Absolute legend. But yeah, it's a great it's a it's a great song. You know, very slow tune. You know, Danny Wisbank had a lot of action early on, and we just don't even re- remember him. But he's such a staple in Tommy's life. So kind of that that song kind of brought me back to that for sure. Definitely, I had I had some M's. I had some M's. Yeah, and you know when we keep calling for like. We would love to see a prequel of of all the the Shelbys in the war, you know, like with Danny. Oh, we love with that. Jeremiah. Love that. I would love to see that. But you know what came pretty close to me? If I could just imagine when I watched the movie 1917. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen I it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's just a fantastic piece I, of I've, art. It's like up for like every award. Yeah, it's up for like every award. It won like every every award already, but it's gonna sweep the Oscars too. So. Yep. Now, it won the Golden Globe for Best Picture, and it didn't even come out yet. Dead, freaking crazy. But another note to, to Johnny Cash. Do you know? Do you know the song "Hurt" by Johnny Cash? You've you've probably heard it. It's like very, very. I probably heard it. I don't know. Very late in, in his life, and it's like a very depressing song. Like, what have I become? Like, you know, I'm like like just like being hurt and depressed and shit. And like after his whole life, it's kind of like talking about his whole like crazy ass alcoholic drug filled life and. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Stephen Knight at some point use that song in this show. So that's a prediction on my part to use the song Hurt by Johnny Cash because the way Tommy's going right now, he's spiraling. I can see him, you know, having that like, you know, like in in, in like a final moments of the show kind of way. I can see Stephen Knight really dropping that. So, I mean, Stephen Knight knows how to place his songs in this show because as, as, as I'll show you later on, he has some deep, deep, deep vibes on why he places some of these songs. So that's that, that's just a nice little way to start it off, you know, little little Johnny Cash action. So do you have any uh, in particular that you like? Yep, I do. And I just want to say that I love this is Josh's time to shine. I come out with all the tidbits throughout the whole season. Josh has all of the tidbits. He's been itching, itching to get to this episode. I've been waiting, boy. I've been waiting. And just exploding waiting. on everything. All right, so I've got a song here in the beginning that I loved. Season 1, Episode 4. When the Shelby show up to the big circus, to the Lee family circus. Ooh, what's that song? And we hear the white stripes called I Fought Piranhas. I just remember being hyped because I could, I could yep. like live in that world. I'll, I could, I'll bring off a few where I just kind of like what, what connects with me and music and TV is being able to transport me to the world that they're in. And so when I'm going somewhere watching the Shelby's go up that road, curl around, instead of going to the big circus, they go to the little circus, they go to the Lee family house. And there's another one where I can really transport myself and I got to give the shout out to the, uh, the big man, Nick Cave, because he has one early called Brother, My Cup is Empty. And it's like season one, episode two, when Tommy has to kill that white horse. And it's very yes. reminiscent of the... The season five, episode one scene where he has to kill the black horse. And so it's cool that it kind of transports you there. So there's a few for me. I've got a couple later. We could try to maybe go through well, the seasons if you got well, one. Right. Well, speaking of Nick Cave, I guess it's time to mention his, another song that I really like of him. He's very diverse. Like he had Red Right Hand and then uh, the song that you just mentioned and then Breathless, which was in season three, episode one, at the beginning when they when when uh, Tommy and Grace are getting married and they and they're having the uh, the family photo of like you know everybody yep. and it's it's kind of like good vibes everyone's happy you know like you know Grace is getting married we hear uh, in the bleak midwinter saying by the uh, choir in that episode as well um, but it's 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 very interesting because Nick Cave has like three different voices that he could put on he has really different vibes and this one he has an upbeat vibe you know red right hand he has a very you know ominous vibe. 
and then the Lee Family Circus song that 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 you mentioned. So just interesting that to see that that they use that they use Nick Cave throughout a lot of the show. I would really like Red Right Hand to get to come back, but you never know. And I've got a couple here that I, I don't want to say because Josh has listed him in our live reactions and in our post-episode breakdowns of his favorites, so I'm sure he can get to those. But I've got a couple that I think Josh doesn't have. One of them is the iconic scene, the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Like, one of the first cliffhangers in, like, this era of prestige television to end a season. Obviously, we've got the Jon Snow one, but clearly the Grace getting shot by something or shooting something at the end of season one as Love is Blindness plays and Tommy writes that article. Jack White. I know who that guy is, so... I'm just going to write down as many people that I know who sing songs and that I like that moment. There's there's my final one of season one as I knocked out three of those in that first season because the music the music really changed, Josh. I've got a little fun fact it of did. my own. It did. We had 54 songs in season one, okay? Wow. 54. Then, wow, well, we then down to 37 songs in season three. I'm not talking about, you know, ramen Dajami, all that kind of stuff. I'm not. I'm talking about songs, like from artists that we have heard that they probably paid for, and then only 28 songs in season five. So they've been dwindling and probably using more intense background music instead of songs, which I'm not sure if I, if I like. I think the whole idea of this was to put contemporary songs behind Renaissance, you know, era. I I agree, and I think this that that the music, like I don't have any songs listed from season five in my like favorite songs of the show. I was kind of disappointed in the music in this past season. And the one thing I'll say about the music in the show is that it's very hard to nail. Like Stephen Knight does a good I mean, I don't know if Stephen Knight is in charge of the music. I'm pretty sure he has a very, very big say in it. But it's hard to it's hard to do music well in the show because you can't you can't do like the newer, you know, the last 10 years kind of kind of songs. You can't do obviously any hip hop. You can't be doing Game of Thrones music and scores as as you said where you have these long drawn out crescendos and whatever. You and you have to have songs that have meaning that are kind of grungy, that are a little darker, a little more depressing, you know, you're not going to be playing these songs at the pregames, you know. You're yeah. not going to be playing these songs at the parties. No tailgate music. You're probably not playing these songs with your friends like on a long car ride either because, you know, you don't you don't want them to kill themselves. You don't want them to get depressed in the car ride, but it's a song that you're going to listen to yourself, you know, maybe when you're studying, when you're when you're just listening to some good music and you want to really like think and have thoughts and think into the music, that's the kind of music that this that this show has. And I don't think a lot of other shows have that effect. I know Billions kind of does in a way, and they they do a great job of doing it with their show. Game of Thrones is, I mean, that's my favorite music of all time. But imagine Game of Thrones, you know, having to pull this kind of stuff off. So that's why I really am passionate about these songs and about the music, and and kind of disappointed with how season five was. And I'll tell you what, it's interesting because I think that's. In, in interviews with Stephen Knight, he said that that's the identity of this show. It's so unique because I said Renaissance. I meant period piece because it's a period piece with contemporary music. And you know what's funny? So I love, I absolutely love listening to The Watch. I mean, I don't mind giving them a shout out because they mm. are like, they are the the mecca of TV show podcasting. And so Andy Greenwald, who actually starting his own show now with, uh, with the uh, Mr. Robot creator and it's interesting because he ripped on Peaky Blinders when they reviewed the show. He said he cannot stand watching a period piece show with this rock music. And I was laughing because I'm like, that's my one of my favorite parts of this entire show. And with that, I'll tell you, I have two songs from season five. Okay. You want to hear them? Yeah, hit them because I've been, I'm just, I, I just don't like them, to be honest. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, you're going to have to 
bring it up with a much bigger fan group if you don't like the song. Maybe the way they used it, but War Pigs by Black Sabbath when Barney was fucking Wednesday escaping. That was pretty dope. I, I got to give that to them. That was good. I like that one. No, it was definitely good use. Just not, I mean, in the grand scheme of the show, just not even close to, to some of the other songs that I mentioned. But definitely, definitely a good song. What's, what's your next one? I, I mean, recency bias, obviously. I just watched it, and I love the name of it, and it's when Mosley is getting on stage in the final episode and Never Fight a Man with a Perm by the Idols plays. You see all remember, the Jews filing you in, mentioned, I like that. You mentioned that in our live reaction, yeah. I believe. And uh, no, it's definitely definitely, definitely probably two of the better songs in that season. Um, just it, I also think it was difficult to make to make the music as good as it was in those other seasons, you know? Like, just, just it was different, a slow season of politics. Yeah. And it just yeah exactly and just a different timeline different background so um, I mean bouncing off of that kind of with that vibe with the rock vibe one of my favorite songs in this show do I want to know by the Arctic Monkeys season two episode six you know after the hoopla of of uh, Epsom you know it's kind of like you know really slow behind Tommy you know it's really really towering over Tommy the music and then a very very slow camera and it's it's just like oh incredible. It's it's one of those moments where you're like Tommy Shelby, you badass motherfucker kind of thing, and like I mean, I mean Shelby family, you badass motherfuckers, and they kind of just you know going season two into season three, a lot changes, and it was kind of putting behind the whole Campbell piece, you know, in 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 uh, that aspect, but in that same time frame in season two, episode six, changing gears, all my tears by Anne Brun, one of my favorite favorite scenes of 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 the entire show is when Tommy is about to, you know, meet his fate, staring the barrel of the gun, uh, st- staring death right in the face, thinking he's about to die, and Churchill's men kill the other two men that are with Tommy. They fall into the ditch. Tommy does not know what the hell just happened, and we hear All My Tears by Anne Brown, which is a very soft, somber, really eerie tune. And Tommy trips over the grave. You know, he stumbles, and he just yells, Fuck! And you kind of see Tommy for the first time, like, in, like, shock and, like, disbelief. And the song title, All My Tears, is very, very telling because it's, it's the first time ever that we see Tommy crying in the show. Season 2, episode 6. So It's the best It's the best episode. I mean, it's not as it you is. describe it. I'm like, oh my god, he's, he's talking about two classic songs, both at the end of the same season finale. It's We thought it was the best when we watched it. It's the best episode so it's far. It's so great. And, like, the song is, it's, like, on, on its face. Like, All My Tears on its face. Like, a very short song. Like, it's, like, a two-minute song. You know, Most of these are, I've noticed. Yeah, exactly. And at the end, you just hear, all my tears be washed away, all my tears be washed away, all my tears be washed away. And as Tommy's crying, as the season is ending, this is, this is as we remember, if you guys just need a, need a refresher, right before Tommy, I mean, Tommy's got blood on his face. He looks disheveled. He walks back into the garrison. He walks into the, he, he walks into the office, it's not even the garrison, and him and Michael are sitting there together and basically Michael's part of the business and just think about where we are right now and where Michael was season 2 episode 6 so just just a crazy turn of events and there's going to be a wedding and uh yep i guess i can only think of one more song that i i'm i'm confident you're not going to have cuz the other 3 i have on my top 10 not including my number 1 i know you're going to go with so i'm going to go with devil inside me the song when Arthur is uh, fighting the uh, the uh, the Italian Americans in the red paint inside the 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 business or wherever they are insane the factory insane scene yeah first Frank of all. Carter and, and the rattlesnakes an insane use of the song I mean just perfect like he was painted in red like his he was covered in red he was the devil like it's 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 there for a reason he doesn't hide anything it was a perfect use great song 
great pick right there. Um, I mean, I guess I mean we we go with the classics. We, I mean, we can't we can't go 15 minutes into a PJ Harvey podcast and not mention PJ Harvey, Daniel. We kind of fucked up on that end. We P- we are the podcast of PJ Harvey supporters. So yes, now we should give a, a couple minutes dedicated directly Dedic- to the goat. It's, should we have like a like a sponsor? Now at this time we talk about <laughs> you know. Um, anyways, I'll put it in the so, show notes. Exactly, exactly. So here, PJ Harvey in season two was they, they were on a PJ Harvey binge for like three episodes awesome. in a row. Starting in season two, episode three, we have PJ Harvey doing the red right hand intro, and we were discussing before this episode how Ugh. like that was legitimately. Scary. I was like, "What the hell, man? This is like, this is bone chilling." Imagine watching that by yourself at night. Like that was crazy. The puppet and show. It's a puppet show, and people are watching very, very, very uh, in into the puppet show. There's a death in the puppet show, and as that's happening outside, there is another death. Uh, Daniel, if you want to take that part away, given that reminiscent scene. Oh, I wish I uh, I had the memory banks, but I, I mean, it was it was right before the scene when they had to pick Digbeth the kid. It was that episode. Yes, it was that. Episode if people for can sure. remember, I'm trying to remember what that murder. I think that was the murder that set up the ask of Tommy. Guys, I'm I'm probably gonna be wrong here. I'm just trying to go off memory. I think that was the murder that ended up setting up Tommy getting the call to murder that other guy. Remember, and then he finds out. I believe that he's you're being right. Pulled the strings. The strings are being pulled by that IRA woman. I totally think you're right on that end because it's a very random character. But you know, someone because they never tell us about who dies, like who right. in that random first scene. And then you kind of have uh, was was it um, starts with a D. It's like a woman and a man. It's like the pro Irish. Yeah, the, the guy's a dick too. Yeah, yeah, Donald Henry. Yeah, dude. Ding 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 ding. Donald the dick. Donald the dick. Uh, this is what PJ Harvey does. She brings us together, man. She brings she, she brings our memories together. But it's a very interesting red right hand. You know, we've only seen a few different renditions of red right hand, and you know that 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 Peaky Blinders wanted to make sure they got their girl PJ Harvey to do that. So it, it also gave me like little. It, it gave me like like Lord Varys little spies vibes. You saw little kids in the audience staring intently at at, at the play. It was it was super creepy. So then, uh, well, actually, before that, in season two, episode two. We got "When Under Ether" by PJ Harvey, that's, which I know that's my I, favorite. I, oh, that's your you favorite. Stole it, Josh. Oh my god. No, it's this, okay. I'm gonna forgive g- you, guys. We did not go over the, uh, all these songs together. This is this is fresh. No, so it's okay. I have been saving Josh's favorite three, so I might just roast him with them. But I, oh, I have saved that. But no, "When Under Ether," I'll listen to that. Like it's on my Spotify playlist. I love that song. I loved it when it happened. When Curly takes Tommy, who is broken, beaten, and battered all the way to London because he has to meet up with Alfie. We get the introduction to my favorite character ever. We get the the long road down and, and the, the nurse that is curly. And it was just, it's a great, it's like a two minute song. So like in Spotify, it goes by in a minute. I was like, damn, I want more of that song. And it's great. Went Under Ether by PJ Harvey. Just, just a great song. Very grungy feel. It's one of, it's one of the grungier songs in the show. It's a very rock vibe and just a just a great song. I, I'm I'm apolog- I'm apologizing right now. No, it's now okay. I'm taking Lazarus then. Oh my! God. I did it, family. Lazarus by David Bowie when Tommy's oh. in the hospital in season three. Just <laughs> hands hands down the best song in the entire show, aside from maybe two other songs, which of course I'm going to mention. Lazarus is one of the most bone chilling scenes of the show. You know, after Tommy gets his brain hemorrhage by Father Hughes and those other those other douchebags. 
and he's at his lowest at that point. He's in the hospital bed. His brain is swirling. You know, as 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 the song says, "I'm so high it makes my brain whirl." And then you just hear like a bunch of trumpets and 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 other and other instruments playing in the background. It's it's also a song that was made later on in David Bowie's life, so it's not even one of the earlier David Bowie songs. So, just a really crazy scene of Tommy recovering from his brain injury. And we've talked about on the pod. We don't know if Tommy has fully recovered from that moment we still don't know and it's we know it's that it, it caused him to get glasses that's true but and but we still don't know because he's still like some you know, cte yeah he he might have some long lasting effects cte related he got his head banged into that like i don't even know it was like the pipe it was the side like, of it was the side oh of the, the bathroom it was the, so the it wall was, it was just not. It was just bad. But Lazarus by David Bowie, hands down, my favorite song in this show. I guess. I guess Karma. Karma came to bite me. I deserve that. But it's 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 got to be up there. It's different. It's also the beginning of the episode, and it's like a a, a very different, very different vibe. It's. I'm pretty sure it's before the. But it's before Red Right Hand. If if I recall. It's no. I think it's season three. No, I'm saying it. It was like before the intro. It was like it was oh, like the way beginning. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. Because I thought that intro to that episode was like it all being hazy and Ava Ada Ada telling the the doctor that he's been through the war and we weren't sure if it was a dream. But was that was that the Bowie song? Maybe that was. It was. It was. It was like right and before yeah, that. that. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, just a great song. So I mean, I guess going back to the PJ Harvey, you stole her thunder, bro. But anyways, Lazarus number one number one on my list. But is this Desire by PJ Harvey? I wanted to throw that in there. One of my favorite PJ Harvey songs. I'll actually listen. Also great. I'll actually li- listen to the song. And this is this is the scene where Tommy fucks May Carlton hey. while she's while, while he shoots out her tire and Arthur and John are burning down a poop. And it's just a very 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 uh, telling scene. Is this Desire? Because Tommy's you know having his way while he's making his brothers do the dirty work to burn up burn down the pub, which eventually becomes a very very big part of that season but that's a it's it i'm not trying to get like into the sex scene here but it was a very like you know intimate sex scene with this song playing in the background and they don't really show sex scenes with tommy a lot it's a couple times with grace but it's a very very passionate scene do you think that killian murphy and tom hardy are friends real quick you think you think tom hardy wants to beat his ass no i'm just saying do you think they're friends oh for sure yes okay so what what kind of jokes do you think Killian got with Tom because he got to make out with his wife Charlotte? Like a lot. <laughs> it's, like, it's that's funny, funny right? It's funny because I think about this and I wonder if like actors like get like upset at this shit. Like, that's what know, I'm like, saying. I'm sure it really does happen that they get upset, but they get over it. But like you know, they, there was definitely some beef for sure. Season two, episode four. If you see if you see any more intense expressions towards Tommy from Alfie, that's when you know that uh that he's heated. So that's that's the uh, end of our PJ Harvey segment brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by PJ Harvey. There you and go. so I've got I've got one I've got one more. Let me hear let me hear if you got two more. So I think you well, have two more. Well, I'm I'm I guess if we're on the topic of 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 sex scenes, when Tommy and Tatiana have their very intense 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 sex scene for the first time, You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen is a great song. Just like super Oh yeah, vibes. I love that song. He's basically just like whispering into uh, he's like talking into the uh in, into the song into the mic and if you guys are true detective fans Leonard Cohen did a lot of the true detective move, uh, music and just phenomenally creepy. And to add on to that, that song You Want It Darker is the season 1 opening intro song for True Detective. 
It is. It is. It is. And it's just a phenomenal song. And Leonard Cohen, RIP to, to, to one of the greatest, has that very deep, deep, deep voice. And it's, it's just chilling. It's chilling. So I, I had to mention that as well. And you know, another song that Leonard Cohen has as my phone plays music, because I'm trying to find him on Spotify, because Leonard Cohen, he does the, uh, you know, the Hallelujah song? Yeah, he does Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 I found that out and it blew my mind. No, he's he's definitely a legend. So I guess we're uh, nearing. I think we're in. I think we're just gonna end with some Radiohead territory, right? Oh my god, I got three. I three Radiohead songs queued up. I think I probably have two of them because I've got Life so. in a Glass House. Speaking of Tatiana, okay. Life in a Glass House plays after just all of the enormity of the shit of Tommy getting his son back, of them getting the jewels, of Tatiana turning on her family, all of it coming down in Life in a Glass House. And it's perfectly named for it, too. It's a great, great scene. It's definitely a great scene. Life in a Glass House is depressing as shit. Tommy has no one, but it's kind of, it's the end of the episode. Tommy's like, you know, it's one of those introverted Tommy moments where he's just kind of like thinking about himself and very depressing song. But Radiohead, they, they, they get these songs off of the album Amnesiac. Sorry, I can't speak right now. Amnesiac. And it's all these songs are on the same album. So Life in a Glass House was definitely in, in my in my top well, it was in my top four because you took Lazarus. So I guess Life in a Glass House <laughs> was number was number four for me. But the next song that I have is You and Whose Army by Radiohead. Season three, oh, episode yeah. one, where Arthur and Linda are talking in the church, Tommy and Grace are boning, Charlie's crying, you know, getting in the middle of it. Tommy holds Charlie, he's looking out the window, and it kind of pants the Johnny Dogs. Burning, burning the evidence of the of the Russian who was at the wedding's body after they had they had to murder him. Oh so, my goodness! And yep. in you you and who, you and whose army the the song title is very telling. I mean, like basically saying sending a message like you you want to mess with me like you know like you and whose army you're not going to stop me. So just just a very telling song as well. You want me to end it or you want to end it because this is the one that you nah, got all I, the info I, with. I mean, I guess we could we could together do it. Drop it, Daniel. It is. Pyramid song. Ooh, what a great song, man. Just there couldn't be a better moment for it either. It's right after Alfie shot. Right after right after Alfie shot and Tommy is this is one we talk about Tommy spirals. This is like a top 3 Tommy spiral. I think this is number 1 in my mind. This is it, the it number 1 be. spiral because he hates golf and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And he goes on an absolute gin binge. He's chugging gin. And I don't know if maybe that's the reason why he was so fucked up because he's not used to gin. Lots of morphine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Charlie walks in and sees him. And he's like, Charlie, Charlie. And then it's it's just yeah. not, a, it's not a good scene. But I mean, and then what, is it Francis who walks in to the room and yeah. asks? And he says, I'm I know sure, what this I'm sure it's one of them. We just mix them up all the time. He goes, I know what this is. Just myself talking to myself about myself. Just like really, just like fucked up, and oh, there's geez. I Daniel. Did I not see a crazy tidbit about this song? Yeah, so hit leads, me. I'm waiting for it. So this song was written by Tom York from 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 Radiohead after like visiting an like an an Egyptian art exhibition, you know, in Copenhagen in 1999, and he said that that the song took five minutes to write, but he said yet it came from all these mad places. Now listen to this. He goes, it's something I never thought I could actually get across in a song and lyrically, but I managed, and that, and that was really tough. S- Stephen Hawking talks about the theory that time is another force. It's a fourth dimension, and he talks about the idea that time is completely cyclical. It's always doing this, and he's spinning his finger around. It's a factor, like gravity. 
It's something that I found in Buddhism as well. That's what Pyramid Song is about. The fact that everything is going in circles. Like what? What? First it's, of all, first of all, that's it blows awesome. My mind. First of all, that's awesome. Oh my god! But there's no way that Stephen Knight doesn't know this about the song. He didn't do the research and the due diligence into the song to know that this song is the perfect point of the show to put it in. So just a great song. I mean, Radiohead actually just got inducted to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this past year, which is awesome. Kind of like, you know, as, as Peaky Blinders is at its peak, Radiohead fi- finally made it. And they got a lot of exposure in this show. And it's an, it's, it's an ode to, to, to their greatness and their brilliance. And I feel like they're the only band besides maybe like Arctic Monkeys, but like of that, of that, like in that era, like in the early 2000s, late 90s kind of rock era that could really yep. pull off songs like this. So Radiohead killed in this show. And that's, that's why, that's why those three songs were, were my top three, top four and why Pyramids is the best song. Pyramid song is the, is, is the best song. I'm trying to think maybe U2 would be another one that could have good music in this show. Old, old U2. Old I mean, U2. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like maybe Green Day, but no, Green Day has like different yes, vibes for I sure. Think- I think Green Day, I think Green Day could like think about like Wake Me Up when September comes. I mean, if you get Wake Me Up when September comes involved with something Peaky Blinders, like that could that could work, Josh. I think that could work with Green Day. When September ends is what it is. Sorry, no. whatever. When September ends. <laughs> no, shit. see, guys, definitely- I'm such a music guy. I'm such a music guy. What like like nice guys finish last like you know like one of those songs good riddance. I mean, it probably wouldn't work because they're just like kind of more like upbeat and faster. Relative to the other, to, to to a lot of the other artists, but it could work. But I'm I'm hoping that the that the music turns around because I'm so passionate about the music in this show. And um, those those were only a handful. I mean, not even a handful, two two handfuls of songs that I really thought caught my interest that I listened to all the time. You know, since I started binging the show. Yeah, and so that'll probably wrap up this episode. I do want to say though, one more thing that I know you'll love. Cause I don't know if you know this about 1917, Josh, cause I know you got to see it. You're going to see it, right? Oh, for sure. No, no okay. doubt. You know that it's, it's Tommen from game of Thrones. He's Tommen! the main guy. Dude, I, could, okay, I was I watching the awards. I was watching the golden globes and yeah. when they had Tommen on the stage, I'm like, Tommen! Oh, so you know, okay. See, I, I was in Australia for the golden globes, so I didn't get to oh, no, see no. it. I was watching and I'm like, damn, I, I also like hate you. You were such a bitch. No, I, but what that guy did, what that actor did, whatever his name is, I'm going to find it in a second. What, what he did to go from being like Lancel Lannister, like the cousin or whatever that guy's name is, the one that was killed and captured, remember, by Rob yeah. Stark? Yeah, what about He him? was that actor, and then he became Tommen. Like, he switched oh, and overtook young Tommen. I was, like, I was like, where are you going with this? But you're saying like in stature. Dean Charles Chapman. Dean Charles Chapman, the actor, played a character in Game of Thrones in the first and second season, or second season. And then he got killed off his character and overtook the young kid to be the new Tommen when they did the, the jump into an older Tommen. So, like, that's grind. He, he grinded, and now he's on the show that's going to win all the awards, the movie. Yeah, good for him, man. He deserves it. I mean, he had to play a shitty-ass character in Game of Thrones, and now he has clout because of it. Uh, yeah, I don't even think Tommen was a shitty character. He played it pretty well. I, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. He was so bitchy at the end. Oh, I'm not talking just... about the person. I just mean Dean Charles Chapman. Oh, no, he, no, like, I know. He was, he yeah. was no Joffrey. Game of Thrones is one of those shows where I hate the people because of their character. Like yeah, straight that's up. true. All right, we've 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 ventured out of of Peaky Blinders, so I think that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks so much, guys, for listening once again. Sorry for the little bit of the break, but I'm back in America, so hopefully we can keep coming, keep things coming to you at a consistent basis. So for Josh, I'm Daniel. We binge, so you don't have to.